number two, Lobby Shits Friday, rolling on. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. All right. Nightmare nearly over. Football. Tomorrow, when you wake up, get your coffee, you sit down, and you, uh, whatever it is you do to start your day, I typically kind of go outside, let my dog out, have uh, a cup of joe, stretch a little bit these days, Tom. I'm, I, I get all stopped up and blocked up and, you know, the muscles don't, they're not as limber as they once were. I got I to gotta stretch usually. Tomorrow when I do that, I'm going to be clean, keenly aware of the fact that, uh, well, depending on what time I get up. Let's say I get up at Saturday, I might sleep in to like 6.30 or 7. All right, there you go. So if I do that, Tom, I'll know that that this time, one week, in one week this time, I'll be a mere four, five hours at most away from a college football game being on my television. Think about that. See, that's way better than thinking about how many losses would it take for Florida yeah. State to – yes, this is a much better conversation. Well, the 12 p.m. kickoff of Austin P. in Western Kentucky oh, man. can be yours. Tomorrow at noon, when you're eating lunch perhaps, think about the fact that you'll be watching football at that exact same time one week later. Hilltoppers. That's right. 12.30, the Fox game is Nebraska and Northwestern live from Dublin, Ireland. Buddy of mine – Sean Callahan, who runs the um, Nebraska site Boy, there. he was excited about that trip. Oh, very. Lucky bastard's there now. A Callahan going home. Yes, he's having a good time while covering the Nebraska-Northwestern game, and uh, I get to interview him for the Nebraska site uh, next week, uh, and, and, and he'll be doing it live from Ireland, which will be fun because he's going to be there watching the practices. So we have to get our times lined up. But I look forward to it. Speaking of Nebraska – that piece that I told you about, Nebraska lost games last year by three, three, five, seven, 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 eight, and nine. So not one loss last year was by double digits. It's insane. Wow, that's crazy. That I mean, you you <laughs> have that down one more time. Three, three, five, seven, 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 eight, and nine. Oh no. A lot they, of those were fourth quarter happenstance losses too. I they remember. went one and eight in the Big Ten with a. Scoring margin of zero. Wow. So the two, so the one they won was a blow away, blowout, and then the combined total of the losses didn't catch up to the one whole. I've never heard of such plus a thing. minus zero. I have never heard of such a no, stat. It's, it's, it's insane. Uh, they, you go one and eight, and your differential is zero. Zero. They won three games by a combined one hundred and nineteen points, while losing nine games by a combined fifty six points. That's crazy. So would you argue football's Pythagorean if you're an <laughs> apologist for you know, like 10 months? Well, so, you know, I would tell you if you're a diehard Nebraska fan, a couple of things. Texas transfer Casey Thompson is going to be the quarterback at Nebraska. And here you go. If they have uh, fewer errors on special teams, errors of aggression, errors of conservatism, errors of what turnover luck, if they just get rid of all of these crazy things, they could be 9-3. and three. Like they were that close to being nine and three. 
I mean, as Coach Bowden said, you, you lose yeah, big, yeah, you yeah. lose close, then you lose close, then you lose close, then you lose close, then you lose close, you lose close again. It's just insane. But they're on at 1230. They'll be on at 1230. Prime time in Dublin. Oh, man. Yeah. And then if you, uh, you know, you're really feeling it, uh, then you get you get a, a whole slate. Oh, Idaho State, UNLV, Stephen F. Austin, Jacksonville State, UConn, Utah State, Wyoming at Illinois. Hey, now, Big Ten Network action. Duquesne, Florida State, 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Charlotte, Florida Atlantic. I'm going to sneeze. All right. Well, then my question while you're sneezing is, can you tell me when I'm done with the postgame show, right here on WarChant TV around 10 o'clock, do I have any games that I'll be able to watch? From yes. 10 o'clock on. As I sneeze again. Oh, my. And we'll we'll learn about that game momentarily here. What game is it? What is going on? <laughs> you turned into me. I am. I'm turning into T. Lizzie. Uh, the game, Florida State. Come on. Hurry <laughs> up before another sneeze. <laughs> you can get the back half of Charlotte and Florida Atlantic. Ooh, all right. You can get Howard versus Alabama State. <laughs> A little 8-15 kickoff on the ACC Network. Florida A&M. Let's go Rattlers. All right. In North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Take down the frauds. There you go. Be in that game through three quarters. Let's strike. Yeah. And then the, if you're staying late night, which you will, you're actually, damn right. I've got a dandy for you. Ooh. I've got a game that you're going to go, okay, here we go. Campster's dandy of the weekend. I got two. One of them I've already placed a bet on. Okay. I did that a week and a half ago with a mutual friend of ours. You'll you'll tell me what side it is after this segment so that I, too, can... Yeah, Nevada at New Mexico State. Matthew <laughs> produced the video. You can find it on College Sportsbook. It is up on the College Sportsbook. I did that. When did I do that? Last week, Matthew? We should create a, a different section called, like, the Desert Bets. Yeah. I took... Well, you can make some money out there. Director Matthew is directing two things at once right now. Is he putting it up there? Is he showing you where it is? No, he's directing two things right now because Texas named their starting quarterback. He's doing some work with the oh, Texas. Oh, man. Side. So, <laughs> you, yeah, Quinn Ewers is the uh, starting quarterback for the Longhorns. Okay, great. Yeah, that's what he's... So, he's split attention. Nevada at New Mexico State. And then, finally, the late-night game for you that you're going to settle in with. I don't know if you're going to get a Sailor Jerry. And, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. I haven't had a Sailor in... Yeah, a long time. I know you haven't, but I thought maybe that first weekend might harken wow. you back to a Sailor Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> I used to crack up when your broke ass would be like, "Oh, I gotta hit that Sailor Jerry." Well, or Captain One Hundred. Yeah, the Sailor Jerry was the best. That made me laugh. I never even had heard. I didn't know Sailor Jerry existed. I That's knew about an age Cap difference. Everybody my age. I knew Sailor. Captain Morgan, and I just laughed when you were like, "I'm gonna get some Sailor Jerry." I was like, "That's the greatest name for a rum ever." There was also Admiral Nelson. There it is. Yeah. Vanderbilt at Hawaii, Tom, at 10.30 p.m. Oh, well, you know what? Yes. you got to have a sailor for, you know. Yeah. Vanderbilt at Hawaii, you're watching. Yeah. You're watching. That's what it would take to get over to Hawaii. You're going to watch it. You're going to settle in at 10.30 p.m. and go, Vandy, Hawaii strikes me as a good game. Can you imagine taking in a game in Dublin and it's 5.30? So you had all morning and afternoon to head to the pubs. Oh, good time. And then you walk over to the state. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't imagine. Let's make it happen. Before Boston College gets their asses kicked out of Power 5, let's play them over there because they'll promote it. Yeah. I know Boston College will promote the hell out oh, of the Dublin we, game. We, we know all about their promotional efforts, yes. Um, Good God. This, we have to take an early break. i got to get the sneezing out of me so that we can do a show. Wow. I don't know what's going on here. I'm having an allergic reaction to, what, water? I'm drinking water to in the here. first Saturday of football. What, what are we doing? Get it together, Cameron.
Pre-game, post-game, no game at all. Anytime is the right time for Zaxby's Platters. Just as long as you're hungry, feed your team with your choice of traditional or buffalo fingers or boneless or traditional wings. If you're having trouble deciding, get the best of both worlds with a sampler platter. And don't forget the world-famous sauce. That's goodness right there. Satisfy your chicken craving with Zaxby's Platters. Order online or on the app. Your Tallahassee Zaxby's, a proud Golden Chief booster for 17 years. They say, go Knowles. Go Knowles. All right. I want all NFL practices. Well, everybody else can practice. I want the Bucks to stop practicing. Every time I read a practice report, everybody gets hurt. I'm done with it. You see the receiver report? I just looked at it, uh, that up yesterday. Like three of the five that yeah. are any good have hamstring issues. Okay. Yeah, like let's just stop. Just, just stop doing it. This is not going well. Everybody get it together. Uh, also, I don't know. I've asked this a week ago. I'll ask it again now. The longer this lingers, the more I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. What, what is going on with Tom Brady? There's just, this is the dumbest thing ever. Nobody takes 11 straight days off. Nobody. Ever. Ever. That's just nuts. Especially not that guy. Somebody better be done. I mean, this is insane. I'm getting angry about it, in fact. What are we doing? Seems that way. Are we just not going to practice the entirety of of camp throughout the preseason? Come on, man. If he wasn't Tom Brady, this would be a much bigger story. It's becoming a bigger story every day that it goes on because I think at first people were like, oh, well, Brady wants to take a few days off, no big deal. And then they're like, well, he won't be here until after the Titans game. Okay, well, we're at the Titans game now. And now it's starting to like people are kicking it around their head. They're going, wait a minute. The most prepared guy ever, the most maniacal rep runner of all time, like Holmes who practices to a point where it's a little uncomfortable as in I'm going to break the rules to practice at a time we're not allowed to practice, that guy, a guy that takes it home with him, gets up first thing in the morning, begins it all over again because there can't be a thing ever out of place or that he hasn't repped four billion times. That guy's just going to take 12, 13, 14 days off? What? I don't know, man. I agree. That's where any other quarterback, you'd be called a bad teammate immediately the moment that it happened. Short of there being news of a problem, tragedy in the family. right? Short of that. And there may very well and, be. But and there I would will be first guessing. I'm saying there would be first guessing on the, the slate of morning television shows that try to yell the loudest over each other. They would be first guessing and saying that this is not what it means to be a teammate. Your number one ability is your availability. But it's held off for a while. If you get to next Tuesday or Wednesday and there's no Tom Brady, then you know we all know what's going to happen at that point. The thing is, when does the divorce rumor become mainstream? Because it's on the rags in the grocery line. There are Inquirer-type publications saying that there is a Giselle-Tom breakup. I don't know. I don't buy that until it's... But I don't care. What I'm saying is, look, man, get a divorce. People get divorced all the time. 50% right. of the nation gets a divorce. We don't miss work and practice over a divorce. I'm saying you miss a day. You might you might miss two or three days. There could be some sort of custody battle. You might have to go to court for something or have a, a joint meeting with your attorneys. However, they're going to do it to keep it out of the limelight. That's all well and good. I get it. And, man, listen, I empathize with that. My parents are product. I'm, I'm a product of divorce, all that. I get it. Not trying to be callous. And it can be really hard on all parties involved. Got it. Because they do have kids, and that could be a real problem. 11 days. What, what are we doing here, man? You, you can do all those things without missing practice. 
You want to miss Thursday through Sunday. You want to say, listen, I'm taking this weekend off. I don't need to play in the preseason game against the Dolphins. Right. You know be that with I, my legal team and my family. Yeah, I've got yep, things yep. I got to do here. We're, I mean, we do have a lot of money that we're splitting up here. This is complicated. We've got to come to an agreement on a lot of things. Man. Okay, I got it. But let's say that's it. Okay, even if that's it, you don't 11 days. Well, and who's getting money in that divorce would be my question. Well, I in don't, that situation, again, she's worth more than he is. Well, they both have more money than they'll ever spend, so who gives a damn? It should never have been a joint account if there was. You got plenty. Yeah, they're both, both They're both fine, but the, the again, I, the, I don't know, man. I know those are the rumors. I, there's also a rumor that he had a procedure done on, on his hand. All right. Which, actually, once again, why would that... I you might miss eleven days if they had to go in and clean something up or you know you get a broken hammock bone. You would just say it. Yes. You would just say, Oh, well, I got a small bone in my hand that was broken. They had to go in there and take it out. I can't throw a football for two weeks right. or three weeks or four weeks. Whatever it is, you would just say it. What this secrecy think- tells me that it has to be either the divorce or his dad's dying. That was my theory. Well, it just sounds. And I, I, it sounds I'm not so trying rotten. to be callous. No, of it's just I what would take him away. What would be so strong as to like take him away take, from football? Something like that could. Right. Oh, of course, something like that. Could. I like when you said that. I said, yeah, that was my theory. I know how that sounds. But no, when you no, but when you're talking about ups. this particular person, this person who is wired the way he's wired, what would it take to miss more than a week of practice? What would it take? That dude's nuts. That dude is nuts, and I'm telling you, it's not a hair plug procedure. Because no, his hair, hair, his hair plugs have been solid for a long time. He's coming, he's coming back though, I think, because last week for the preseason game, Alex Guerrero was on the sidelines with the players, and that's his guy. His trainer and and the guy wouldn't be there if Tom's not coming back. Here's the thing: nobody is saying all you guys on the chat. Nobody's saying he can't do it. Nobody's saying that he. Uh, hasn't earned whatever days he wants to take. Nobody's saying that. We're saying it is. It runs so contrary to who he's ever been. Yeah, it's the opposite of what. One of the th- reasons he's special is because he works harder than everybody else. He's maniacal. He's nuts. All the great ones. All the great ones. That's the way they are for the most part. They go the extra mile and then some. It's uncomfortable. You're like, okay. Really? I mean, I remember William Floyd telling me when he got to San Francisco that Jerry Rice ran every pass that he caught in practice all the way to the end zone. It, to the point where it got annoying, where the coaches would be like, look, man, we're trying to run the next play. 90 yards on a slant every time to the end zone. Never not did it. Every single time he took every pass he caught to the end zone. He was nuts. He was nuts. But... The kind of greatness nuts. We know about Michael Jordan. We know all the greatest of all time. They prepare in ways that we can't fathom that seem a little unnecessary, seem excessive, seem like you might be nuts. Okay, Tom Brady's that guy, and he's going to take 11 days off? That, that has to be – that definitely has to be something very, 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 very personal or a procedure. But the procedure, I think you would uh, just say. you would just say. You would just say. And you'd even say he's not available for week one. You know, we're gonna ramp him up. We hate that he's missing the Cowboys game. We're gonna move forward with Ryan Griffin or Trask or whatever, and people will be like, "Oh no!" But he'll be ready for Week Two against Green Bay, and there it is. Then you're done. Then you're not looking for him. That would be the thing to me. It's in the Bucks' interest. It's in Brady's interest for people not to be looking for a story. So yeah. that's why this is also strange because Brady is very PR savvy. Yeah. 
Well, Briley, that's interesting. I, you're, I hope you're right. He writes, it's just a compromise with Giselle to come back for one more year. Vacation before school starts or be there for the kids. First week, something benign. So say it. Yeah, I, again, why wouldn't you say it? Right. I mean, again, this was the price for me to come back for another year. Was you wouldn't, I needed, you wouldn't you want know. to say that publicly? Yeah, but it's but, better than this. But it, it sounds like it's not something you wanted to do, but something you agreed to do. Well, and then the wife isn't going to like that answer. What I'm saying is, you could. He, but it's better than the rampant speculation that's going on, and it's and only going to get worse. It's, it's starting gonna, to get regional, national. It's going to get a lot worse. At the end of the day, I doubt we're going to worry about it beyond like today and Monday, perhaps. Uh, I I would. This is where when we do the PR thing, sometimes the simplest way to do this is it's just to be straightforward like if you were him and even if you didn't want to do it but you knew you couldn't say that publicly you could get up there and say listen it was a it was a really tough decision for me to come back i i, I was torn i've talked about this he because he has talked about that publicly so you can say i was torn I, I've, I've obviously and the way that i prepare you know, you could brag on yourself and your products. You could get it out there, all that stuff. You know, with the way that we prepare, the workouts we put together, all the sacrifices I have to make from a nutritional standpoint, sleep standpoint, all of that. Um, I really wrestled with it because it takes time away from my family. It's very difficult for me. And my kids are getting older. And I want to be there for them. It's unfair to Giselle. And I understand all of that. So, you know, I, I, I have prepared. I'm in the best shape of my life. I feel like I'm equipped to be able to take some of that time that I wanted to take, and I'm going to do so right now during preseason football, and I'll be back in time for the last preseason game. We're going to go from there. You could you could have that press conference, and right. most people would go, oh, well, fair enough, dude. Well, yeah, fair enough. You're 45, too. You know, yeah. I felt like my arm got a little tired at the end of the year last year. I've only got so many bullets every year. You could year. just straight up Whatever. say it. You could just say that, and people but would really empathize with that. Here's the problem, though, is when Bowles was asked yesterday, what day is he returning, he's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, He's like I'm not sure. I said after Tennessee. I didn't say know. the exact day. I that's said not, after Tennessee. It's that's like, why I brought it up. Well, if you had a predetermined agreement, which is what how this began, began was Bowles said, "Well, yeah, we he had, came to me before camp, and this was always going to happen. This was always, he wanted to get chemistry up with the new receivers, yeah, yeah. new linemen. He's done it. He's going away. He'll be back after Tennessee. If you had a pre-existing agreement, you would have a return date. Oh, you know what day? The the, the reason why I raise an eyebrow. And this is it. I'm done with it. I'll move on. They have a lot of new receivers. Right. A new tight end, several new receivers. A new there's, center. There's a lot going on. New center. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't, I don't think. I mean, that's why That's why you're kind of like, hmm, okay. I mean, that's a, that's a bit much. It's not even the playing of the games. It's not even the, like, hey, oh, no, I, I don't care if he ever plays in a preseason game. It's the joint practices it's that matter just, more. That's correct. That is correct. Sorry. No, <laughs> that's exactly right. Chef Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
All the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Texas has named their new starting quarterback, Quinn Ewers. The surprise of some, I guess. Um, be interesting to see what they do this year. Who's the team you're most excited to watch this year? Or maybe not excited. It's not the right way to say it. Obviously, it's always Florida State for all of us. But, uh, I mean, the team that you're kind of intrigued by. Would it be Texas? I know in your household, for good reason, it might be. But also, that situation's a little different now that the uptick in recruiting has happened. Yeah, that yeah. It, it feels like without uh, insert punchline here that it happens every season. But it feels like they're about a year they got one more year before it turns into something that's legitimate. Now, they might, I think, score a win or two this season. Texas, where you go, oh, all right, Sark, I see what you're doing. I mm -hmm. see you working. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that they're going to fundamentally change. You actually had me on LSU yesterday in a weird way. That Now, they've got problems snapping the football. Heard that from their scrimmage. They had an open scrimmage to the media. And Brian Kelly, I think the first question he had to answer was about poor snapping of the football. So that's good news here for guys like uh, Cooper and, and love it. But they're an interesting team that I think they've got enough pieces by the middle of the season, that October SEC slate, that LSU might be a pretty solid program. It could work brilliantly for Brian Kelly there, but it also could fall flat on its face. It's just a weird person for that market and that job. So I'm intrigued by seeing how it goes. I don't believe that it's going to go poorly for him. I believe he's going to win there. I believe he's going to win pretty big there. Um, I don't, again, we get into personalities and we talk about these things. He's a good football coach. And they've got a ton of talent. And that's a fertile place to recruit. They have money. They have a passion that is unrivaled. They have facilities. And he's motivated to win a national championship because it's the one thing he hasn't done. So he's coached at Notre Dame where... If you go back and look at the all-time coaches and you look at the records, he's right there. And then, obviously, we know his humble beginnings, but his successes are easily identifiable. And I think when you go through this uh, excuse me, this LSU roster, um, yeah, they worry me because they are good. They do have a lot of talent. Um, and it's interesting because they fit into the West in a weird way. Auburn is down. There's no doubt. Arkansas oh, well, might win two games. Well, Auburn's terrible. Will Arkansas follow up on last year? Or do they lose enough key players that you know they fall back? They're to the trending upwards, but I don't know that they can sustain that. Yeah, right. So the West is is fascinating if you look at it from a five year perspective. Can Saban last another five? Oh, if he wants to, he's if he never wants to, going to die. So yes, and but I'm will, not rooting for him to die. Sorry. But will he quit in five years? Because if so, what's the brand that rises to the top? Is it? Dabo in Alabama? Is it Jimbo and A&M with the number one recruiting class ever constructed this year that they paid for? Clearly paid for? <laughs> Is it LSU? I mean, it's fascinating, and we're going to get to see. I mean, we've seen more Brian Kelly than we have our, our rivals head coaches because we'll be coaching or playing against him next year yeah. in Orlando. But to watch that team from New Orleans to where they are in Orlando next year, 
It'd be a very interesting development. Same with us. And let's yeah. hope it's the same sort of rise where you you know the two teams next year are perceived very differently. I I said yesterday on the show what you're referencing that LSU would be a good team by season's end, and that I like them to project more than their win total, uh, their season win total that was the preseason. Uh, Listen, I like reading out of camp that their run game is struggling and that their center is having a hard time. That's great. I read the same thing you did, and that's what I want to hear. But I do know this, that in these camps, offenses this time of year struggle against good defense. LSU has a good defense. Uh, I think Forest State has a pretty good defense. You're going to struggle to consistently run the ball early in the season against good defenses, and if your center is having a hard time, then obviously – that's going to blow up any potential successful play that you have. And I, I think both teams have similar concerns on that front early in the year going against stout defenses. why I told you that I'm pounding the under for this game. It's interesting. So LSU could be improved, and you might not see it in the win and loss record at the end of the year. Here's their November, their final four games. Saturday the 5th of November, they host Alabama. Probably not going to win that game. No. They're not ready. The next weekend, they travel to Arkansas. November 12th at Arkansas. That's an interesting game. It is. It's a big game. The following week, they host UAB as a tune-up for the final game of the season, regular season, at Texas A&M because, of course, that's the SEC West rivalry. Those final four games, three of them, Alabama, Arkansas, and A&M in November. How much have you grown? What an interesting month to to test yourself. You might go one and two in those games, and people would still say, well – they figured some stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. It, it depends on how they look, right? Um, they've got talent at receiver. Uh, the the Boutte kid is talented. Uh, Beck is talented. Uh, you know, they they've got they brought in transfer portal kids to help fill out the offensive line in some areas. There, uh, they may we don't know be starting a very young player at center. Now they have options at center. By the way, it's we'll, we'll see what they do there. I I, I don't. I don't think they're going to try to. They're not. They're not about to let somebody hang out to dry, right? I mean, right. that 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 will make but a change. They're shuffling, though. It, it's not a situation where they have fixed, you know, three out of five positions or four out of five right. positions. They're moving stuff around, so they're experimenting. Um, what's funny is, uh, they, they, yeah, he did have to talk about it. Garrett Dillinger, Dillinger's uh, problems with the snap yesterday. I'm sure Kelly loved that question uh, <laughs> as one of the first things that he has to answer. Uh, but they they have other folks that they could turn to there. So be, be curious to see just where they're at when we play them. We we've talked about this before, but they're not they're not devoid of talent. I watched a couple of his press conferences when he said that's a great question, or when he responds that's a great question. He it, doesn't mean it. It's about something he doesn't like. Not necessarily that he didn't appreciate the question, but it's a topic he he doesn't like to talk about. He was asked about a player yesterday. I forget which. Doesn't really matter. But how about the effort of this guy? And he goes, that's a great question, you know, because <laughs> he's he, buying he, time. He, well, he did have a great effort, but you know what? I wonder, is he going to hear this? He goes, is he going to hear this? I want consistency. You think he's going to hear that? I was like, whoa. And it went, he did it two or three more times in the course of the answer. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Brian Kelly is not only willing to yell at people and turn as purple as the shirt he's wearing now at LSU, he's going to do it and bully pulpit from the media. They, if, if they are able to figure it out as far as the offensive line goes, uh, and that, there are question marks there, then I think they're going to be a good team because they don't lack for talent at running back. They don't lack for talent necessarily at quarterback, not elite-level talent at quarterback, but they'll be all right at quarterback. 
They're good at wide receiver. Yeah, they're good at receiver. Yeah, they're good at receiver. And uh, I just I I think again, it's about their offensive line. And I like that that's a work in progress because obviously the strength of this team is the interior of our defensive line. So I'm I'm good with that. And that total, if it's sitting there around 51, if it gets up to 52, 53, I'm going under. I, I think we're going to see teams, these two teams, feel each other out early on and struggle. We're going to want – our identity is going to be to run the football. A lot of what we want to do is predicated on running the football. I think they'll LSU's going to have success shutting that down. I don't think we're going to line up and run the ball against them. We're going to try, though. Well, not straight ahead. But well, I mean, maybe not traditionally, but I still think we'll struggle either way. I don't think that they're going to give up the big play in the run game. Not early. Maybe late. Not early. The thing that I found, at least in this is my observation at camp, could be the fog of camp because it's what we're going against is ourselves every day. But I find that the O-line slash the running game can be streaky. Whereas last year it was explosive or nothing. It was, uh, it was 18 or more yards or nothing it felt like. This group seems to be a little bit hot and cold. When they run hot, man, the rhythm they get in. Everybody, you could see the defensive line all the way back to the safeties. People are on edge. They're like, Which way should I look? They almost start guessing. But then when they run cold, that's when you see some things like you saw last year. The the, the biggest thing is uh, we talked about it in the first hour. It you know success rate is going to be so important. Last year we really struggled, and he and I gave you the stats on on, on uh, Jordan Travis um, success rate on third and obvious, basically for lack of a better term, was uh, not good. It was it was bottom of the barrel. But they were put in a lot of bad positions with the failures on first down. A lot of positions of third and seven or more. Nobody's going to have, like you pointed out, a high success rate there. Especially if that's not the strength of your game or your receivers. So how many times can you win first down? How many times are you successful on first down? It's such a basic thing. Everybody knows it about football. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But I think they're better equipped to be more successful in first down because of a big-body guy like Johnny Wilson, because they have more options, and because I do think Jordan's probably um, going to be working behind a, a much better offensive line. So you got a chance there. Well, they also do a lot of setting up, like you know, as a lot of coaching yeah, staffs do. most do. do. They have the little things that they set up early in the first fifteen plays, and then they go back to it in the third quarter, or it might be for a week ahead or two weeks ahead. I feel like, and you tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like this particular offense does a lot more setting up than maybe the predecessor. <laughs> did and even Jimbo to a degree. Like, there's a lot of things they can run off one play. Maybe well, they two have or three be, or four, yeah. and it's not just about a zone read to a bubble. You know, like we already know about those types of things. I think you're but right about that. And we're not lot. even seeing everything that they want to run. Not even close. Correct. But if you establish balance, my point is, if you establish a little bit more balance, they can set up a whole bunch of stuff, and that's how you can see things falling apart for a defense where that they have to cheat to something. But Mike is already ahead of them because, well, we've got three variations off of this one base play. He's really good at scheming open off of those plays that you're talking about, a wide-open shot down the field at least once a half. He's really good with a back out of the backfield, pseudo wheel route, and the Toa Feely play against Clemson. You know, you isolate him. The linebacker's late in getting over. He's got no real chance to to, to get there. Even still, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying he's got no chance. He recognizes. By the way, go back and watch that play again. Yeah. So Toa Feely comes in motion, stutters his feet. Mm -hmm. before Right when the ball snapped, that's when he wheels out. The outside linebacker for Clemson recognizes it and points to it, and he's too slow. He can't correct. get there. And there's there's the smallest of rubs. It's not even successful, but yeah. it's a slant over from the far correct. side. Yeah, and a hole. It just holds it, the safety. It long might enough. have been a tenth of a second, but I don't think it would have mattered. 
I don't think it would have mattered. I don't either. It was it was uh, it was perfect to to just watch how he schemed that open. He does it every well the Miami game when you have to have mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. what you end up yeah. running. And I mean, it's the only thing Miami can't give up. There is that big play on first. You can't give that up. And, that gave, and it's yes. the very first thing they do. Yeah. Now he tried to drop it, but anyhow, um, you know that's those are the plays for Florida State to have any explosiveness or success at all. When you get that opportunity, because they do a good job correctly yeah. in setting it up, it's like you got to hit that. It's like Gruden with Galloway. You knew that Galloway was going to be wide open once a week. Oh, wow. Joey Galloway would but be that, wide open. That was a different deal, too, though. He no, was but it's a world-class post, speed. But it's a post over the top. Every time. There was at once a game he would be uncovered. Yeah. It wasn't like there was somebody running behind him. He would just be wide open. You're like, how? How does this happen? It's They're almost as good at doing the rail route, wheel route thing here. Getting a, either a slot guy or a, a Toa Feely, who's basically a slot guy, yeah. isolated on a backer. They do it once a game, minimum. Yeah, and and every time you see it, you you kind of laugh because we watch it from where we watch it. If I'm at the game and it's happening, I'm up on the roof and I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, here it is. Here it is. They got it. They got the matchup. Let's go. You get so giddy, because and everybody in the stands sees it too. You know it's about to happen. It's got to be so frustrating because you – if you're watching film on Florida State, you know they do this. This right, is what they right. do, and yet they lull you to sleep. The problem is while they're lulling you to sleep, there's a whole lot of unproductive series. That's right. It's a lot of tackles for losses. A lot of tackles for, for losses, yeah. and that has to. that's why I talk about the success rate on first down. That has to stop. You've got to get to where you're out in front of the chains more often early. Again, not a complicated uh, way of viewing football. It's a simplistic, everybody gets what I'm saying. I'm not trying to be insightful. I'm, I'm just saying sometimes it's that simple. Can you win first down more often than they did a year ago? Can you please do that? Because the offense found a way to score 28, whatever it was, a game by, That's, by hook or crook. That is the most optimistic way I would frame this offense yeah. is that they couldn't block. They didn't have receivers. They had a quarterback who's more one trick than anything else last year. So how and they don't have a guy who had four two speed at running back. Corbin was quick, but he's not no, super fast. Oh god, no! Yeah. But he hit how many home runs last year? Yeah, big plays. So how do you score also, in the upper twenties with all of those elements? And you, it's not exactly like you're scoring on special teams every week, because you're pinned back with that too. How the hell are you well, getting those, to the upper twenties? Those are the two areas. You're right. Those are the two areas you circle and say, well, okay. I believe the offense is going to be a lot better because. They can't be any worse on special teams, which means they'll have better starting field position, which means more drives will likely end in points. So you start with that, okay? So if all of a sudden you're not starting every drive on your own 16, uh, you have because you let the ball roll for 40 yards on a punt. Right, where you jog out of the end zone on correct. a kickoff. So if you're doing better in that realm, better field position leads to more points, okay? Secondly, I do think they're more proficient. They have a better offensive line and a better receiving core. Not a great receiving core, not a great offensive line, but better in both both accounts. Travis is a year older, bigger and stronger, was handed the reins at the start of camp and told it was his team. He's not having to look over his shoulder in any way, shape, or form. He's taking the vast majority of the reps. Should be better. All right, all that is true. And then we like the defense. So if you believe the team is going to take a big step over uh, forward from five wins to eight wins, that that's what you're predicating it on, I believe. It really, it's it's that simple. But that means if they're going to do that, they're going to win more first downs because they because you are better. Johnny Wilson, 
little seven-yard hitch. Boom, turn my back to you. You can't stop this. I'm big. You have to come through me to make a play. Second and three. Now I got you. I can do anything I want. I can run tempo now. I couldn't run tempo before if I'm losing first down. Right. I can run tempo yeah, and wear no. your ass out, and then that's going to set up the shot plays that I want. It's going to play into the hands of the run game because you're tired with your hands on your hips. Here we go. Yeah, tempo is a shot play with Jordan at quarterback. Yeah. Because if you guess wrong uh-huh. on the read, Peace. it's gone. If you got, I mean, think about it. If it's Benson and Travis, Ward's a really good player, but I'm talking about a home run threat. If it's Benson and Travis or Toa Feely and Travis, and we're in tempo and you guess wrong, Either one of those guys is gone. I mean, it's down the field. Yeah. Your safety is the last line of defense. That's where it gets fun, but you got to get to that point. Tom writes, Jeff and Tom, you have money on the Bills to win their 10th straight preseason game. Who are they playing? I didn't even look at the uh, preseason matchups. Um, from. I, I, well, it's not Harbaugh, right? Yeah, I got I, I didn't look. Uh, hope, hope, Hopefully they do. I don't really – I don't know. Preseason, I haven't I, – I bet on the Harbaugh Denver, stuff, and that's it. Playing Denver in Buffalo. Well, I think Tom said earlier in the show that they were taking that game seriously and playing their starters for a longer period of time. So, therefore, yes. Right. I think I think um, there's a very good case to be made that Josh Allen's the best quarterback in football. Yeah, yeah you can make that I, I think it's a good case for him this year to be that. It's him. a big year for Mahomes to prove without Tyreek that he could still – I mean, he's. we all know how, how great he is. But without Tyreek, if he doesn't miss a beat – then he, he goes to a different level in that argument of best quarterback in the game. So there's a fun argument going around football circles, and there are people who think that Kansas City could finish last in their division this year. Defense is terrible. Secondly, and then they lost something on offense. Herbert, you can make an argument, should win the MVP. They're loaded, no. and will, he's a freak. Will his offense let him? I know this. The defense is going to be evil. Look at their ends. Yeah. Look at, look, I mean, that is dumb. It appears that they have addressed their deficiencies in the run game as well. I, buddy, that's a fun team to watch. If they let we him get burned all the time, on let this, Herbert but, cook. Let Herb cook. Yeah, he should. These little drag routes to Keenan Allen ain't going to do it, man. <laughs> Well, he, anybody he, could do that. He, he throws a lot more than that, but uh, I'm, yes, he is a freak, and you got to let him eat. I agree, but he's man, is he fun to watch? By the way, they play the Cowboys this weekend, and good for Derwin James, rich. I stood behind him. Uh, Sky Zone is that what it's called here in town? It's defunct now. Is that? Oh, I remember that story. It's a little hopping thing. Yeah, yeah. He was dunking as a true freshman. That's close. That's too bad. COVID, I guess. COVID right? got him, yeah. yeah. Um, but they were they were jump and Bryce was younger and we were sitting there. I said, See that kid? Five star recruit. Probably gonna make a lot of money in the NFL. So yesterday I went home and told him how much money he just got paid. He's like, We stood behind him at the sky zone. I was like, yes, we did. Yes, we did. And I held my breath as he dunked and went, Don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. I didn't say it, but not like this. Uh, I thought I'm like, No, no, that can't happen. But we're looking at you, Brandon Staley. Nice enough guy, smart enough guy. Let's go. Let's get it going. You want to do probables here? Uh, we got time to take a, we'll take a little, little breather. A little respite. Come back to me. No sneezing, though. That's good. I, well, I I've, been, this I've been worried about it. I've been worried about it this whole time. Hey, why don't you tell everybody, it's a buck. It is $1, everybody. What are we doing? Make it happen. I, they could pull the rug right out from under you. They could just say, that's it. That's all. You might not get it for a buck. Soon it could be. 
$795 per year. Don't know. Oh, could be. But right now, it's a dollar. It's a buck. Boy, nobody reads the script like you do for these promos. Warchant.com on three, $1 for one year. Head to Warchant.com to sign up. It's very simple. Make it happen. Calling all FSU fans for a limited time, only $1. Chef Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. That'll be us in New Orleans, buddy. You're damn right. Good times, man. That'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, let's do this thing. Let's get to it. Let's get to some probables. Man, we had a perfect game going. Mm, mm, mm. It's time for how you say with the pitching uh, probables. Three to two in the first. Goodness gracious. Anybody want to pitch? Brewers, Cubs, Aaron Ashby, and Keegan Thompson. Red Sox, Orioles, Cutter Crawford, and Jordan Lyles. Reds, Buckos. Buckos actually pasted the Red Sox last night, eight to two. All right, do it again. Well, we played the Reds. Oh, just the oh, just win. Yeah, that'd yeah. be nice. Pasty paste. Graham Ashcroft against Bryce Wilson. Bryce Wilson's two and seven with a five nine eight. I don't think we're gonna beat this. Mets Phillies, you two got a little wager, a little sailor, sailor Jerry or something. Well, trending for him, it's four games in three days, and we only have two full time starting pitchers in those four games. There you go, go get him, Matthew. Oh, yeah. Chris Bassett, Aaron Noah, Blue Jays, Yanks, Kevin Gosman, and Jamison Tyon. Angels, Tigers, Patrick Sandoval, Matt Manning. We got the Royals and the Rays. Brady Singer. Shane McClellan! White Sox Guardians, Lance Lynn, Tristan McKenzie, Astros Braves, Lance McCullers Jr., Kyle Wright. Good series there. I turn my headset down before the show starts, so a moment like that doesn't get me anymore. I learned. It only took about six years. Rangers Twins, Martin Perez, Dylan Bundy, Giants Rockies, Alex Wood, Jose Urena, Nats Padres, Paolo Espanol, Blake Snell. Mariners, Athletics, Marco Gonzalez, Cole Irvin, Cardinals, D-backs, Miles Mikolas. Yes. Tommy Henry. And last but not least, Marlins, Dodgers, Jesus Lazardo, and Tyler Anderson. By the way, Tyler Anderson pitched for the Pirates a year ago. Veteran, journeyman lefty. Yeah, he's 13 and 2 with a 271 in LA. Go just go die. Of Are you kidding me? Of course he is. It's why uh, he's got a lot of wins cuz they score a ton of runs, but man, he's got a 271. Get the hell out of here. You have five pitchers pitching elsewhere that are great. He was a bum everywhere he's ever been. Yeah. F and ridiculous. Soon the wagers will be parting with those. That's a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Tyler Anderson, get the hell up out of here. What? I like him, too. I saw, me and the boys saw him pitch in Pittsburgh. You get paired with Tyler Anderson in the uh, round of golf. Tyler's going to shoot an 88. And yeah, you can count on him. He's solid. He's a right. solid 88. He's not going to hurt you. He's not going to help you. He's he, right there. He'll play six over in three holes. He'll play one under in three holes. Yeah, you're like, you know? there's that game, Tyler. There you go. Yeah. Can't count on it to last. No. 
It won't. And and Tyler knows it. Tyler He's Blake, fine with it, it. It's not going to last. Tyler's me. That, that's me. You are Tyler I'm Anderson. I'm Tyler Anderson. Yeah. I'm going to shoot you an 88, but I'm good for three holes. Not so good for those next three holes. All right for the next three holes. We'll see about this upcoming fourth hole. I don't know. I remember years and years ago we played in a scramble golf tournament uh, with the old radio station, and there were some listeners on the team. And I started out the first three or four holes, and, I mean, it was perfect. And the guy's like, you're a what handicap? I'm like, yeah. no, trust me. Hang around hang around long enough, yeah. and you'll see. Hang in there. About three hours later, he's like, oh. Well, yeah, see, that's that's why. Golf's hard. Golf's really hard. Yesterday, Rory McIlroy is cruising. He's six under par on the round. He hasn't hit a wayward shot yet. He triple bogey to par three on 15. I happened to be gambling with Rory McIlroy yesterday, and I said to the TV, you son of a, we're going to just triple this hole out of nowhere when we have the low round of the day going? You son of a Protestant. Because God dog it, golf is hard. He's playing well. He's top 10 right now. Good work out of you, sir. Thank you, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great weekend. It's football week next week. We will talk to you soon.